You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. No longer in the dark is the title of this devotion. We're dealing here with the book of Ephesians. The book of Ephesians, I've mentioned to you in previous weeks, was called the Grand Canyon of Scripture. That is no small thing to say. It's called the the Swiss Alps of the New Testament or the capstone of all the epistles. That is quite a big statement to make. And that's not just because of the grand theme, but because of the majesty of Christ it unveils to us and the redemption that he accomplished for us. It's kind of like, for example, the book of Hebrews. These different books, Romans and 1 Corinthians 15, but Romans and Ephesians and Hebrews, all of the books, of course, are vital, but they stand out like the book of Hebrews is the only book in which we see the heavenly ministry of Jesus as our great high priest ministering into us his holy, heavenly, perfected life and informing us by his indwelling work, by his indwelling spirit to his image and bringing us into the wonders of the rest and the holiness he enjoys in unbroken fellowship with the Father in heaven as he emanates perfectly, the only true living God. And I find all these things so phenomenal, dear friends. And I just pray that by your watching these devotions that the Holy Spirit will so stir you up to get a greater appetite for the scriptures because without them, we are in the dark, folks. But these have been given to us, Peter says, as a light to shine and unveil the things that are hidden for us, not from us. These wonderful scriptures and these wonderful work of the Holy Spirit is to unveil all the treasures of the old that are now revealed in the new through Jesus. All that God promised is fulfilled in Jesus. That's why through Jesus, all of God's promises in our lives become active and powerful and marvelously experienced. Oh, marvelous folks. Jesus is the answer to see every promise, yea and amen in our lives, as Paul would say in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. So here, In Ephesians chapter 4, our title today is No Longer in the Dark. Read with me Ephesians chapter 4, starting at verse 17 through verse 21. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their minds, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who, being past feeling, have given themselves over to lewdness. Lewdness means open immorality, ungodliness, no shame, 
You just live an ungodly life even though you know because most of those people that live this way know what they do is not right in God's sight, but they've given themselves over to it completely. They no longer have within them that fear that shuns evil and embraces holiness. No, they've given themselves over to lewdness. He says here, um, to work all uncleanness with greediness. Greedy means all I live for is to satisfy what I want and to, to get what I want. He says, but you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you've heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. This is the wonder of the love of Christ being shed abroad, or the love of our Father, same thing, being shed in our abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, that it enlightens us, illuminates us inwardly, and that we begin to see that the way of life of those who live in the dark is unholy, ungodly, unrighteous, unclean. And that has certain depths to it within us. Our inward transformation can be so radical or so gradual. However, no matter how radical it is, it still has a deeper and deeper work as the light penetrates the deepest parts, the light of God's life penetrates the deepest parts of our nature, of our culture, of our history, as in affiliation, mama, papa, grandparents, great-grandparents, and traditions and familiarities that have been passed on to us. And while they may not seem to be contrary to God's nature, in the light, all things become manifest. And the more that the light penetrates the depths of our parts, the more we begin to see the nature of God in contradiction to the nature of self. And we then, by the love of Christ, poured into us consistently through His indwelling presence, through the work of the Holy Spirit, are compelled to be transformed into His likeness and to lay off these natures. And that can be such a trying time in us. And there are without question opposing forces of the darkness of this world that would conflict with the transformation, that would afflict you to be transformed and would attack you, in other words, as in, who do you think you are? What makes you think you're different than us? And it's the crap mentality, as they call it. It's like the crap are all sitting in a ditch and one crap is trying to climb up, but the others pull them back again. And this is familiar Romans 16. Romans chapter 1 talks about it, how people seek to influence others to be like them so that they don't feel awkward. So in other words, it can be tough. And Jesus teaches about this in, in such a sweet way when he says that if you love me, you have to learn to love me more than your father, your mother, your brother, your sister, your, even your husband, your wife, your children. I have to become first place in your life and that everything comes under the authority of my indwelling life in you and that 
not only you are transformed, but you become a source of transformation for others who begin to follow you as you follow the Lord. It says in Proverbs 12, verse 17 or verse 12, uh, 10, either Proverbs 10, verse 12 or 17, or one of those chapters, it says, he who is in the way of life becomes a way of life unto others. Or like Jesus would always say to them, follow me. Paul would say in Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, follow me as I follow Christ. And here, friends, the importance for us to see what it says here. I testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk, live, pattern your life after the ways the Gentiles walk who live in the unspiritual fruitfulness of their mind. Their mind is, doesn't connect with the Holy Spirit. The mind does not reason after the Holy Spirit. And then it says, because their understanding is darkened as they are alienated from the life of God. They don't look at things from God's perspective. For as Isaiah would say in chapter 55, let the wicked man forsake his ways. Let the unrighteous man abandon his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and the Lord will be merciful to him and abundantly pardon. For my ways are not your ways, nor are my thoughts your thoughts. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so are my thoughts and so are my ways beyond yours. But my word shall not return void. And if you begin to grasp what the loving Father is saying there, the way you look at the outcome of your life, the way you're willing to live being like this world, no, I have a plan for you. I have a future for you. I have a hope for you. He passionately says the same thing through Jeremiah. And in Ezekiel chapter 19 and 20, in Jeremiah he says, what you want to be like this world, never. No, I will never give you up. I will never let you be separate from me. I will fulfill my promise to Abraham that in his seed, I will bring forth my blessing. You are the seed of Abraham. I want to bring forth my blessing. I love the passion of our loving father to want to bless us, but how it, important it is, dear friends, is that you and I connect with it spiritually, that we're no longer in the dark about the loving Father and His wonderful purpose for our life and His wonderful plans for our life, but that we begin to live in such a way that everybody can see that we have a connection with the Lord. He says here in Philippians chapter 2, verse 15, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. I tell you the truth, this is more real than you can imagine. That we live with a spirit that is harmless, with a heart, with a soul, with a mindset, that's harmless, that doesn't carry any hostility, any harshness, any rep uh, repulsiveness or any uh, 
retribution, you know, you did it to me, I do it to you. No, it, it, it's all washed. There's meekness and gentleness and lowliness and kindness and goodness by Christ in us. And that you are harmless and blameless children of God, yes, without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among, among whom you shine forth as lights. There is just this life coming from us that people go, I don't know what this is when I talk with you. I, I get happy. What is this? It, it's light. It's the understanding of the love of the Father. It's you're no longer in the dark. You're no longer separated from God. You're no longer without understanding. Uh, you're no longer in this world, not understanding, not connecting with God. No, you emanate Him. You, you embody Him. You share Him with those around you. And I tell you, the, the Scripture is so strong when it charges us here to not be like the world. He says, listen, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13, gird up the loins of your mind. What is Peter doing here? He's talking in, in, in figurative language that everybody would get. In other words, you put your belt, you put your belt around your rope, and if you want to run, you grab the bottom of your rope and stick it up, and it turns into something that looks like trousers because the middle of it is in your belt, so you can run and not stumble over the fabric around your legs. And he says, gird up the loins of your mind. So he's using this language like, come on, get yourself together. Come on, wake up, straighten up, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober. Right? Another statement, snap out of it, wake up and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children not conforming yourselves to the former lust as in your ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all of your conduct because it is written, be holy for I am holy. And dear friends, I'll read you more in just a second, but you know, we need to just, come on, oh, don't go back into that way of watching things on TV or don't go back into that way of thinking or wanting to hear what people do in darkness and sin and getting yourself all stirred up by these stories about sex or stories about stealing or killing or robbing or getting even. I mean, some people have an appetite to want to know the wicked things and the evil things others do, they, they have a curiosity for it. They have a lust for it. I couldn't bear to hear these things. Don't want to know it. No, I want to embrace the love of Christ and share it with others. But I sure don't want to embrace the unclean and evil ways of darkness. And then he says, now listen, if you call on the Father, who without partiality judges according to each one's work, Conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless con conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. You were redeemed. You were bought free 
from that realm of darkness. So what both Peter and Paul, Paul in Ephesians 4 there, and Peter here in 1 Peter, what they are both interceding, as well as Paul in the Philippians chapter 2, verse 15, wake up. Don't slowly drift back into the ways of darkness. Don't slowly drift away from the conscious knowledge of the Lord. You see, friends, it's not just a sudden choice to do what's wrong that God holds us to account for, but the drifting away, where we stop daily living in a way that honors God and pleases God, that we drift away. I plead with you today, don't ever drift away. Stay alert, stay sober. Gird up the loins of your mind, as Peter here says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. Wake up, stir yourself up, say, no, no, I'm never going back there. No, I'm not going to go back to that way of thinking. I'm not going to watch those things. I'm not going to be involved in that. I am not embracing these things in myself. No, I am clean. I've been washed in the blood. And I tell you, when something causes me to drift just slightly and I feel the touch of the world, I immediately, immediately lift my hands in a moment of privacy and say, Lord, thank you for the blood. Thank you for the cleansing flood of your blood. Oh, hallelujah. That cleansing flood that flows from Emmanuel's veins, sinners plunged beneath that flood, lose all their guilty stains as the hymn would go. I tell you the truth, I immediately go there and I worship and pray and my faith takes a hold of that reality in Jesus and it begins to manifest in my flesh and that consciousness of the world in whichever, whatever it was, disappears instantly. Oh, the power of the blood is the redemption, the freedom from all these ways of darkness. We're no more in the dark. We're not wondering. We're not questioning. We're not ignorant about the Lord and His goodness and mercy. No, we're constantly living in it. So my charge, don't drift back, back into the dark. Stay in the light and keep growing in it and listen to this. In closing, Hebrews 11, verse 15 and 16 from the Living Bible. If they, talking about Abraham and the fathers of faith, if they had wanted to, they could have gone back to the good things of this world. But they didn't want to. They were living for heaven. And now God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has made a heavenly city for them. Oh, I love this. The King James says it in this way. If he would have looked back, Abraham, he would have had opportunity to return. Hebrews 11 verse 15. But he steadfastly kept looking to the city whose builder and maker is God. And therefore God was not ashamed to be called their God. Friends, it should never be that the Heavenly Father would have to be embarrassed, so to speak. Not that he is, but just as a metaphor. Because of the way we've again slipped back, glided back, drifted back to ways of thinking, to ways of entertainment, to ways of acting that the Lord redeemed us from. Let us keep living in that beautiful light and never, ever 
be in the dark about God again. Amen? Have a good day.